Welcome to the Be Smart Podcast, where we talk about how not to be an idiot with your money. Because there was a lot of that going around. So, as you know, I used to be in the Coast Guard. (laughs) I have a lot of stories. I have some pretty good sea stories. I try not to bore people with the Coast Guard stories, but this one has personal finance implications. So I went to the Coast Guard Academy, and when you graduate from the Coast Guard Academy and you're commissioned as an officer, your rank is ensign. Okay, that's an O-1, first rank for an officer. If it was the Army, it would be a second lieutenant. In the Navy and the Coast Guard, it's an ensign. So on your shoulder board, it's one big stripe. Or if you're wearing collar devices, it's a gold bar on your collar devices. So in the Coast Guard, pretty much all the ensigns get stationed on ships. That's why you don't see them very often. They're mostly all on ships. So that's where I was on a ship out of Port Angeles, Washington. So we used to do patrols, and we would go out for six or seven weeks at a time, pretty long period of time, and we would go up and down the West Coast. We did a patrol up to Alaska. We did a bunch off of Oregon and Washington, and we went down south to Mexico. And the ones off of Mexico were counter-drug patrols, which sounds exciting, sounds very sexy, but was actually the most boring thing of all time. Super boring. So November of 1997, I got promoted to Lieutenant Junior Grade, which they call Lieutenant JG, okay, which is like a first lieutenant in the Army. And it was me and two other guys in the ship. We all got promoted. So the tradition in the Coast Guard is that when you get promoted, you have to throw a party for everyone else on the ship. And it's called a wedding down party. So basically what you do is you take your pay increase for the first month you're promoted and you throw a party. So my pay increase was 250 bucks and I had to come up with 250 bucks and the other guys came up with 250 bucks. So we had 750 bucks and we threw a party. Okay. Now, let me tell you, back then I was the biggest cheap fuck of all time. The biggest. And the last thing I wanted to do was take 250 bucks, which was a huge amount of money. I mean, you know, it was 1997. So that's like 500 bucks today. That's a lot of money. You know, I did not want to throw a stupid party for a bunch of ingrates. I had no choice in the matter. If I declined to do this, I would have been persona non grata. Okay, so between the three of us, we had 750 bucks. And in Mexico, you can throw a pretty damn big party for 750 bucks. So I don't remember the name of the place, but it was on the beach. We had food, we had burgers and dogs and fries and quesadillas and all this stuff and free booze. <laughs> like it was pretty awesome. Like it was a pretty massive spread. Mexico was cheap. I mean, people were having a great time at this party. I mean, it lasted like all day. It started around noon and it just kept going and going. And I was not having a great time. I was fucking miserable. I was so pissed off. 250 bucks down the drain. So uh, in the middle of this thing, I said, I'm out of here. I got frustrated with the party and I went into town and I went to a strip club (laughs) by myself like a degenerate went to a strip club. 
That turned out to be a good decision because the strip club was awesome. It was amazing. And I was in there by myself. So I spent a couple of hours there and I go back to the beach and the party is still going on and people are absolutely wasted. They're so drunk. Well, the next day, the XO comes up to me and he tells me he's proud of me. He's so proud of my behavior because I didn't get drunk. And what he didn't know was that I went off to a strip club by myself like a degenerate. But I accepted the compliment and I said, "Okay, sir, thanks. So what is the moral of that story? Don't be a CF. 250 bucks in 1997 is worth about 500 bucks today which is, it all depends on perspective, okay? At the time, it seemed like a huge amount of money. It was almost a rent payment for me, okay? It seemed like a huge amount of money. In the context of your entire life, when you go on to make hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars and 250 bucks, it really, it doesn't make any difference, you know? It's all about perspective, There will be times in your life when you are expected to donate because of some social obligation or something. And I suggest that you give freely without reservations. People can tell when you're not into it. And by the way, that party was so legendary. You know, I'm friends with a lot of enlisted guys on Facebook, and they post pictures from that party 25 years later. They're still passing around pictures from that party. And I made that possible. So that is something to feel good about. And I felt terrible about it at the time because I was a dick. The median charitable donation that people claim on their tax returns. You want to guess? Talking about the average charitable donation. This is all year. Okay. This is not one donation. This is what people donate over the course of the year. What is the average? The average is 850 bucks. Okay, so given that the average income is about $50,000, that's a little less than 2%. That's not much. And to put that in perspective, you know, here in the United States, we donate more to charity than any other country in the world by a lot. We donate massive amounts of money to charity. And still, the average charitable donation is less than 2% of people's income, you know? So... Now, let me tell you, as I've made more money, I have really ramped up my charitable giving, but still, I'm only giving about 3% of my income. And it seems like a lot. I mean, it's a lot in dollar terms, but it really isn't. And that's pretty recent. You know, up until recently, I donated about a, this is, this is back in like 2014, 15, 16, my usual donations were I would donate a thousand bucks to my high school. I would donate a thousand bucks to CTY, my um, gifted and talented camp. And that was it. I called it a day. And that is not much of an effort. Now, when I had the radio show, I got to do a show with Bill Perkins, who wrote a book called Die With Zero. And Bill Perkins is a very famous energy trader and almost a billionaire. He probably is a billionaire by now. So I told him my theory on giving, and this is my theory on giving at the time. I said, you want to donate less early in life while you are accumulating assets, and you want to donate more later in life, and you really just want to donate everything when you die. And the reason for that is... If instead of donating early in life, you invest in those earnings compound over time, 
then when you die, you will actually be able to give more money and help more people. And he said that is complete bullshit. He actually said shit a couple times on the radio, which was a problem. We had some affiliates complaining. He was, I mean, he was a great guest, but he didn't, he didn't really understand the difference between radio and a podcast. So he's swearing on the radio. Um, but he said that, well, first of all, people say this all the time. They say people need the money now, but what he said, he put it in terms that I can understand because I'm an investor. And he said the rate of return on that money is higher than anything I would earn in the stock market. And I agree with him. Now, if you look at Jeff Bezos and Warren Buffett and Elon Musk, they have not given a lot to charity. Are they cheap fucks? Maybe it's it's hard to give away large quantities of money. Bill Gates set up the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to give away billions of dollars and make sure it is used wisely. Now, Bezos gave $10 billion to fight climate change with basically no strings attached. That's not a very smart to give away money. And it didn't really buy him much time with the class warriors. But I've been really focused on this lately. You know, I wrote a good chunk of my book uh, over Thanksgiving break. And in the book, I'm mostly talking about how not to be a CF. And it's perception versus reality. What are we told all the time? What do we hear over and over again? We hear that Americans are addicted to debt. They're these voracious consumers. They're a bunch of debt slaves. We hear this all the time, that we overconsume and we go into debt. What if that isn't true? You know, what if... What if the majority of Americans are actually good with money and do all the right things? I believe that is true. I take the more optimistic view. I think most people avoid using credit cards or use them judiciously. They don't carry credit card balances. They have an emergency fund and they save 20% for retirement. I think the vast majority of people are doing it right. I believe this to be the case. And my point is that people often take it too far. They take it too far and they undergo pointless austerity when they don't really have to. You know, we have this, you know, we have this culture in America of asceticism and it come it really comes from the Puritans. It does. And you can see it in the numbers. Credit scores are going up. They're not going down. Average credit scores have gone up about 30 points in the last 10 years. People are getting smarter about money. Now, I have a friend who um, clips articles with scissors and sticks them in the mail to me, which I really enjoy. And it's better. It's, you know, if somebody sends you a link over email, you're like, it's it's, fun. it's like people just get so lazy about this. Like, oh, I can't click on the link. I just can't even bring myself to click on the link. But if somebody mails me an article they cut out in New Yorker, like I'll read it, you know. So he sent me this article about Mr. Money Mustache. And it was from 2016. I haven't read the whole thing yet. I read the beginning. And Mr. Money Mustache was talking about all the mistakes he's made with money. It's like, oh, I bought this $30 toy and it broke. And I was out 30 bucks and I feel terrible about this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've I've made some mistakes over the years. I bought, this was in 2012, I bought a Can-Am, one of the three-wheeled motorcycles. I bought one of these. It was $19,000. Uh, five years later, I sold it for three thousand dollars. 
<laughs> I mean, I just vaporized 16 grand. It was a terrible financial decision. You know, but when I look back on that, I'm like, okay, you know, that's where I was at that point in my life. I needed to do that. I needed to ride a motorcycle. You know, I just needed to do that at the time. So, <sighs> I bought $10,000 worth of clothes and then I got fat, right? Then I can't wear the clothes. So, I buy crap that I don't need. I have six embroidered Christmas stockings for the cats. The cats don't need Christmas stockings, right? It's not, the, the cats don't care. It makes me happy. Actually, that's not true. One of the cats is really into the Christmas stockings. Uh, Xenia, she's a smart cat. She goes up in the mantle and she starts looking for toys in the stockings. It's huge amounts of fun. $70 for a stocking, totally worth it. Mr. Money Mustache wouldn't do that. He would not buy a $70 cat Christmas stocking. And that's the whole point. You see, we deny ourselves these things when in reality, they're small things. The small things don't matter. The big things matter. The house, the car, the student loans, not the $70 cat Christmas stockings. Again, the average donation to charity over a year in this country is 850 bucks, less than 2%. So let's try and give more. And think of the Bill Perkins way. The rate of return on that investment is going to be higher than any stock that you could possibly buy. You know, I needed to have it explained to me that way to finally understand. Didn't Oprah say that for every dollar she gave, she used to get $100 back? And I, I heard that. This is, you know, I heard that like 10, 15 years ago. I'm like, that's dumb. Because I don't believe in karma. I don't believe there's any such thing as karma. I don't believe that good things happen to good people and bad things happen to bad people. But you know, this happened a couple days ago. I donated $10,000. And literally in the 48 hours following that donation, I made $50,000 in two days. It's really true. You give and you get it back. So don't forget to leave a review for the podcast once you're done listening. The reviews really help, except for the guy that keeps leaving the same negative review over and over again, which is probably somebody I know probably made some enemies along the way. Also, go to jareddillionmoney.com and sign up for our mailing list. You'll get the weekly newsletter and info on new products and fun stuff. I'm Jared Dillion. Thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. Be Smart Podcast.